Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Talks with Talar. I'm your host, Talar. Um, thank you for listening. I know it's been a while since I've done one of these, but it feels good to be to be back, to be doing this, and I'm just going to kind of jump right in. Um, first of all, I want to say congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces. Huge win for them. Back-to-back champions, Becky Hammond, one of the best in the game. I wanted her to be a Celtics coach before they hired Yudoka. Um I really think that they have something special there. I think the WNBA is on its way up. I'm excited to keep watching them and keep supporting them. And excited for next season. I think it's going to be even better. Every year is going to get better. And please get Asia Wilson her own signature shoe. What are we doing here, guys? All right. Uh, I'm going to move forward here. We're going to get into the Patriots and Celtics primarily in this in this episode. So we're going to start off with the Patriots. Uh, everyone's been disappointed with them. And I know we've been spoiled for about 20 years, but I think everyone also understands fundamentally this is not a roster that's been constructed well. It is a poorly constructed roster, uh, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Bill Belichick is a phenomenal defensive coach. He is a phenomenal defensive drafter. He, he like Kyle Duggar, Dem, um, Devin McCourty. I mean, it goes, the list goes on and on. He has drafted defensive, just amazing Pro Bowl defensive guys. Dante Hightower, who was so, I mean, these guys have been key in Super Bowls. They've been really key in Super Bowls um, and is part of that 20 year and then <clears throat> Patriots dynasty. However, Bill Belichick cannot. Um, draft the offensive side of the ball and I don't know if it's he just doesn't want to or if he just can't evaluate talent uh, but it's just it's not working and I I think that at 71 his really only goal is to beat the Shula record and like I, I get it but you are the greatest coach of all time and I don't want to hear people saying well he was carried by Tom Tom Brady didn't play defense the Patriots have had consistently good defenses the entire tenure Bill Belichick has been there. He knows how to build a defense. Um, but offensively, I mean, drafting Mac Jones, I don't know at the end of the day whose decision that was. I don't know if that was Robert Kraft. I don't know if that was um, Bill Belichick. Uh, it was a weird draft because it was that COVID draft in 2020. Mac had a good rookie season, but he lost, I believe it was four out of the last five games in his rookie year after the bye. And I think what has happened is, yeah, like you can look at the obvious things, right? The offensive coaches have no longer, they're no longer there. He has had inconsistencies from offensive coaching. The coaching has to be kind of cleaned out. They need a clean house and just really start start with a clean slate on the offensive side of the ball. However, I think there's enough evidence to show that the NFL has figured Mac Jones out and figured his tendencies out. These guys are paid a lot of money to figure these things out and they're going to do it. And Mac Jones is, I think, very much capable of being a solid starter if he has the tools and if he has a line. That's kind of the biggest thing is the Patriots don't have an offensive line and this is a big, big issue. Um, Mac doesn't have time to throw the ball, but even when he does have time to throw the ball, what we're seeing is his pan, his decision making is poor, um, and I don't know if that's um, lack of coaching over the last couple of years or kind of what, but his decision making does not seem like it has improved from his rookie year. Um, I mean, he threw that interception um, in the Raiders game, throw it away or take a sack. Like I just don't really understand some of the interceptions. They're not all his fault. 
but some, sometimes you know you scratch your head and you're like dude i mean you're making too many of these mistakes that you should know kind of how to avoid at this point or you should know how to throw away the football he doesn't really throw away the football um he doesn't throw he does not throw it out of bounds he just kind of throws it to the other team um or he just kind of overshoots or undershoots his guys uh, i think that um I'm, I mean, listen, I'm always going to, I think, root for him because I think the Patriots have done him a disservice. I think the Patriots have uh, rotated coaches. They have given him poor personnel to work with. Uh, and he's, I think, handled it the best that you could ask a young quarterback to handle it. But um, I think Max Ceiling is really solid quarterback with weapons like the San Francisco 49ers have, right? Your Kittle, your Debo Samuel, I mean, um, your Ayuk, just kind of across the board, your Christian McCaffrey, who can really, really elevate a team. But I could also see him in like um, a backup, like a Brian Hoyer type role, which is also a very good role to have. Like there's nothing wrong with being a very solid NFL backup quarterback for like 10, 15 years. You're going to make your money, um, most of the time you're going to be on the sideline, but unfortunately I think we're seeing more and more injuries, so you're going to also get to play. I think that it's kind of unfair also to Belichick's end to say that he cannot develop quarterbacks because I think we've seen, I mean, Tom Brady is Tom Brady, right? I think we can put him in a separate category. But Jimmy Garoppolo, um, Jacoby Brissett, Matt Castle, those are just some of the guys, I mean, those all of those those three guys went on to be NFL starters. Jacoby Brissett was in Indianapolis for a long time. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is still bouncing around the league. He was in San Francisco for a, a good couple of years. Now he's in Las Vegas. He's a starting quarterback. And Matt Castle was a starting quarterback for Kansas City Chiefs. These guys come out of that system and they are starters. And when they drafted Garoppolo, I think we saw that, you know, he was accurate. Garoppolo has interception issues too, absolutely. But Garoppolo is accurate. And I fully believe that if Tom had retired earlier, I think we all believe that Garoppolo would have been the guy here. I think he was capable. I think he had good coaching. I think the Patriots um, are able to draft a competent quarterback. It's not like Mac is not a competent quarterback. You know, I think Mac is just surrounded by just every position is bad. And I think the defense is gassed. You don't have Matthew Judon anymore, who's probably going to leave. You don't have uh, the rookie Christian Gonzalez because he's, he hurt his shoulder, so he's out. He's on IR for the year. Um, everyone's getting hurt. Uh, and when your defense is really reliant on your second, third string guys to be your main guys, I mean, I think you're starting to kind of kind of have some issues now. And I think that you're you're seeing i mean we're at a one and five season we're in week seven as i'm filming this and the patriots have the bills coming up and you look around the nfl and the nfl hasn't been that stellar this year i mean compared to previous years i'm not really impressed with any one team if we're being completely honest um i understand like the records are the records like the eagles are what five and one um the miami dolphins can score on literally anybody on the planet their defense got shredded by buffalo though i just don't like, um, I don't think there's anybody who's super impressive. Like, when the, the Patriots, when they were in their hate, their, like, really golden years with Tom, 
at the helm uh, and you had like uh, Peyton in Indy or Peyton in um, Denver. Like those are stout teams. Like those, that Denver defense was unbelievable. That's like a generational defense. Those were those are great games that they were playing, and I just think that the game has changed, and it's wonderful that it's changed, and I think it's trending more offensive, which is kind of to be expected. Um, that's how you get more viewers, right? People don't want to see um, really crazy hits; they want to see crazy touchdowns. They want more Tyreek kills, right? Uh, which I completely understand, and that's how the NFL is going to grow their brand and they're going to grow their game. However. There's no, the red zone offenses have been bad. And it's, the Patriots have been exceptionally bad, but kind of across the board, other than obviously Miami, like just putting up so many points, red zone offenses in the NFL this year have not put up points. We're seeing really poor play, I think, some weeks. Um, I don't really know what to attribute that to, but it's just a very interesting kind of note to make. Like It's a very interesting thing to kind of just look around the NFL and be like, this is not the 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 way I'm used to watching football, you know, and and the playoffs always bring like really good football to the forefront, but I don't know. Um, but I'm gonna get get back to the Patriots here for a second. I think that we have um, an interesting question coming up in terms of do they just tank the rest of the season or do they actually try? And if they try and they win a couple of games, you know, they're putting themselves out of what they're. I think they would draft fifth right now. So you're putting yourself out of the top five, and then you're going to turn around and what risk not drafting a quarterback or something, and you're going to draft an offensive lineman, which is completely fine. They do need an offensive lineman, and they should draft one. And offensive linemen in the NFL are very difficult to find, like a good offensive lineman. Um, David Andrews at center is so important for this team. And... Trent Brown, I mean, Trent Brown is, has been very good, but Trent Brown also has tendencies where he's not consistent. Um, the the offensive line just, I mean, just kind of across the board, I just don't think the team has been put together well enough to protect Mac. and the problem is Mac is not a mobile quarterback. This is kind of the biggest, my biggest thing with Mac Jones is, is the NFL has changed it's not Tom Brady's NFL anymore in terms of he can stand in the pocket and throw all day. And I think that's the model Bill Belichick is comfortable with, which is completely fine, but that's not what the game is anymore. You need a Patrick Mahomes, a Josh Allen, a Joe Burrow. I don't know. Just You need somebody, a Tua. You need somebody who's going to go out and run if, if, if the line can't hold. Um, and the line can't hold. And Mac's not really able to scramble super well. He can scramble some, but he's not a scrambling quarterback. Um, and the other side of it is the Patriots have not even put out like an exciting product. They, it's this kind of the same as last year, where the Patriots were also not very good last year. Um, They're kind of middle of the pack, and then the product was just boring. The product is still boring. And when you have two seasons of a boring product. Something really needs to change, coaching-wise. And I think this is the year Bill Belichick is on the hot seat. I think his staff is on the hot seat. I don't want him to leave just in terms of, I think defensively, you're going to you're gonna m- miss a lot. I, I just think he's that good. Your defense is always going to be good. And the defense is always good for the Patriots. But I just think something has to change. And whether that's 
uh, Mike Rabel, whether that's elevating Gerard Mayo. I don't really know what the answer is. I haven't looked around the league enough. I think someone had mentioned uh, Ben Johnson. Um, I haven't looked around the league enough to fully know. Um, but I know that a lot of teams are probably going to make some coaching changes, right? Like Brandon Staley cannot stay in Los Angeles as the Chargers coach. That team has choked so much. Something there has to change. I think Minnesota, something's going to change. Chicago, something's going to change. And and I guess my other question for Patriots fans would be if the Patriots um, draft an offensive lineman in the first round, if, if they win a couple of games, which I don't really know how they can win a couple of games, but their schedule starts to get easier. But we say that, but they got blown out by the Saints at home, you know, and that's a beatable team. So if they do happen to win a couple of games, they get out of the top four or five. They draft an off. There's no Marvin Harrison Jr. There's no Caleb Williams. There's no Drake May. Um, there's, you know, a couple of quarterbacks here and there. But you, you're not in that like top upper echelon of like drafting. You draft an offensive lineman. Wonderful. Every, I think everybody would be pretty happy, you know, with that. Would you? And so let's say the Bears get Caleb Williams because the Bears have the Panthers pick and they have their own pick. So that's projected like top. They're going to get the first two picks right now. So they'll probably get Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. Great duo. You get a stud quarterback and you get a stud receiver to pair with him. Wonderful. Do the Patriots look to trade for Justin Fields? I think he also needs a fresh start. Do you f- try to flip Mac to, uh, what I don't know, who would take him? I- I'm assuming maybe Las Vegas? I feel like Las Vegas would take him. Um, I think McDaniels, it worked well with McDaniels that first year, so I could see that happening. And, you know, maybe you trade for Justin Fields, and maybe Fields does well in this system. Um, I don't know. Maybe you get a new coach, you get Fields as a quarterback, you have a good offensive lineman. You go out and you have a bunch of cap space this summer coming up maybe you finally sign a stud wide receiver you need a number one and why they don't operate with a number one is kind of beyond me i i don't have any answer to that they extended Devontae parker who hasn't done anything while he's been in new england and they just kind of have refused to look around the league and trade for someone like why aren't you making a call about justin jefferson in minnesota my dream is justin jefferson in a patriots uniform he hasn't signed an extension. Why haven't you called about him? Maybe they have. I don't know. But do something. Get him. Get a quarterback and then get a stud wide receiver to pair with your quarterback. It just it, It's like Joe Burrow has Jamar Chase. Tua has Tyreek Hill. Why don't you have someone for your guy? I mean, Hunter Henry's probably been one of the most productive people for the Patriots this season. He's a tight end. He is not a wide receiver. Um, Demario Douglas, Pop Douglas, he is the guy everyone wants to watch. He is the guy everyone wants to see. He can develop into a very good wide receiver. They're not playing him enough. And this has been something we know. We know they don't play him enough. Why they don't play him enough? Again, completely beyond me. Kayshawn Boot, Booty, don't really understand what is going on there either. Play the unless he's hurt, he needs to be on the field. You need to develop young talent. This is what happens when you're not good anymore. And it's fine that the Patriots aren't good anymore. I'm totally okay with that. We had 20 years of being the greatest team ever. It's so fun to watch. If you're not good, at least be fun. When the Celtics had the years when they were 
you know, after KG and Paul Pierce left, and they weren't very good, um, they were still fun. They were still fun to watch. At least be bad, but fun to watch. Also, get new uniforms. The uniforms are just as boring as the team. The product is bad. The uniforms are bad. Just refresh everything. Hit the restart button, Robert Kraft. Clean everything out. Hit the restart button. Go spend money. Do it. You have to spend money to make money, especially in the NFL. Go out and do it. And I'm, this is a perfect transition, actually, to this. Is I, I want to say this one thing that's been rattling around in my brain lately is what I'm seeing from Bill Belichick is kind of the same tendency I saw from Danny Ainge kind of on his last year or two as a Celtics GM, which is Danny Ainge um, was getting guys at the end of the bench uh, to surround Jason Tatum with, I should say, and Jalen Brown with, Marcus Smart, um, who weren't really going to stick around the rest of the league. Like, Semi Ojale, great. But he is not capable of being your backup to Jason Tatum. He he should have been your third string. Like, he just wasn't the guy. Um, they just did not have enough talent around the Celtics. So, I believe what... I don't know what exactly happened, but it seems to me that the management... Like, he wasn't giving Brad Stevens really anything to work with either. I feel like... Um, with Grosbeck and the team owners were like, we know, like we need to put a, we have a generational talent in Tatum and we have, and we have a all-star in Brown. You need to put together a roster. And if you're not going to do that, if you're not up to the job, we need to change and restructure. Danny Ainge left, went to Utah. Brad Stevens basically has been given a blank check. Go get your guys. Celtics are loaded. Celtics are absolutely loaded. And you know why? Because they restructured and they're like, we have an internal problem. We need to fix it. And they communicated and they said, this is what we're going to do. And guess what? You have Drew Holiday and Christoph Porzingis now. To pair with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Al Horford. And you have guys that could fill out that bench. You know, preseason just ended. Team starts games in a couple days. You have Derek White as well. Yeah, Danny Ainge also went on to Utah, did a phenomenal job rebuilding. He's great at rebuilding. He is absolutely great at rebuilding. Utah has Utah is fun. Utah has a bright future, and Utah has a lot of draft picks. There are just some some GMs that do one thing better than the other. I I think uh, Bill also probably got used to doing less with more. He Tom Tom can could kind of throw to anybody. Brady could do anything. Um. And he didn't need to get the super expensive receiver. Now you need this NFL right now. You need the expensive receiver and you need the expensive quarterback. It just is what it is. Or you need a good enough quarterback, but his weapons need to be expensive. And not expensive just to be expensive, expensive and good. You need Jamar Chase. If you're going to have a, have a solid QB, you need Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins has Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins is not Tom Brady, but he has a star receiver who can catch anything. Jamar Chase can catch anything. I mean, it's really something. Um, but I'm going to transition to the Celtics. Uh, from there, I said my piece. I really just need to talk about Patriots. Uh, Celtics are a couple days away from the opener. They just finished their last preseason game. They need to stay healthy. They stay healthy. This team is good. This team is good. Uh, Jason Tatum is down there on the block bullying people. He has really grown into... He has broad shoulders. He's really grown into those. He, this team is so good. I mean, they just, Porzingis just spaces the floor, and the way he opens up the floor, 
is just he opens up the floor at the three-point line and then you can make cuts to the basket. And Jalen Brown is probably your best cutter to the basket, along with Derek White. They can cut to the basket. Derek White is blocking shots like he's seven feet tall. I mean, this Joe Mazzulla looks so comfortable. He has a real coaching staff this season. He sent out a note to an email to the past Celtics and were like, you need to pull up to practice. Paul Pierce was there. Rajon Rondo was there. Other people have been there. We need KG to pull up. That would be, I mean, that's unreal. That would be amazing. This team is on a mission. This team is focused. This team needs to stay healthy. That's my biggest concern. They stay healthy. I, I think they're the best in the East. I understand, oh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, what? Who is defending on that team? Chris Middleton doesn't have knees anymore, man. And it stinks. But that's what it is. But that's why we play the game, right? Is you just don't know what's going to happen. There's a whole West Coast as well. The Phoenix Suns are there. The Lakers are there. Um, you just have stacked teams. And the Denver Nuggets just won a title. You know, and you always have to keep your eye on Miami because it's just, they they might not, they might have gotten worse, but are they ever really out of anything we saw last year? No, right? You just, you just don't know. But I, what the Celtics have to do is just control what they can control. And honestly, they need to focus on Missoula ball, right? Joe Missoula's offense, he's an offensive-minded coach. Um, he never thought... I mean, he had a, he has a quote from Media Day that said, I didn't emphasize defense because to me it's obvious that you have to play defense. And this year, guess what? They're going to emphasize defense. And they have a seven foot three guy in the middle who, who can do it, who can really, you know, block some shots and be like a, a presence for you. Al Horford can come off the bench. And imagine how Al Horford coming off the bench with Drew Holiday. I mean, I don't know what your lineup is, but Al Horford coming off the bench is huge and it helps preserve him. You know, he's up there in age in terms of the NBA. You need to you need to preserve his legs the way you can. It's an 82-game season. He's probably not going to play back-to-backs, and he shouldn't. Derek White's your starting point guard, or is Drew Holiday your starting point guard, and Derek White is your two? I like the offense running through Derek White. I really do. Uh, I like the idea of Drew not having to do as much, and then he has more energy on defense. I think that's phenomenal. I think running the offense through Derek worked well in the in the playoffs last season, and we saw it. And I think that should continue. And then you can run run the offense again through Jason if you need to. Run it through Tatum, absolutely. Tatum's big. Tatum, run the offense through him. Pull him out to the three point line. Now you have you have all this space. You have this guy at the top with the ball who can do anything he wants to do, and command so much attention. And he is just right at the top of the key. Right at the top of the three-point line. And now you have all these guys. And he starts driving, and everyone collapses in on him, and now everybody's open. Porzingis has a pick and pop, and now he's open for a shot. There are so many offensive opportunities for this team. They need to put it together on defense. I still think they're not they're not quite there, but I think they will. I think they learned what, what happened last year. They were close, but they just couldn't stop anything. I think that Miami team was kind of unstoppable last year. I don't know. Everything went in. It was remarkable. You know, but Spo is also Spo's a great coach. And I think what happened is um, Brad Stevens got sick of, sick of Miami. I think what he did is he got sick of Miami and he was like, I'm sick of your stupid zone. Your zone needs to never exist again. So he went out and was like, I hate trading Marcus, but I'm going to do this. The Brogdon deal fell apart. We know what happened there. 
He's like, I don't care what's going to happen. I am going to get Porzingis on this team. Porzingis breaks the zone. Because the whole idea of the zone is you can't shoot from outside. You have to shoot inside. Okay, well, he's, here's a 7'3 guy who can kind of do everything. What are you supposed to do now? You can't shoot from outside? Okay, he's going to shoot over you. Bam Adebayo is great on defense. But you can't teach height. That is something they always say in NBA circles. You can't teach height. He's 7'3". And if you... You're zoned on him? Okay, congratulations. He's, he's going to figure it out. Celtics are long. Celtics are big. They're going to bully you. And I think they're very determined. I don't. I never want to make predictions. I never want to jinx it or what have you. But I am feeling very excited about the season. Very confident. I went to the first Celtics preseason game. And it was after the Patriots lost um, that afternoon. I think it was... They lost to Dallas, maybe. I'm not really sure which one it was. But they got their tires blown out. You know, like just absolutely awful. And they... I looked around and the TD Garden was full. You would think it was a regular season game. It was full. It was loud. It was so loud. Again, it was like a regular season game. Everyone was so excited. I had not felt energy like that at a Celtics game since... Pierce, Allen, Garnett were here. It was really, really special. It was really special. And I think the city of Boston sports-wise, you know, we've been very spoiled. And I think I think it, um, it's it been a little while. You know, the Bruins also broke a lot of hearts last, last year. I'm not even an avid Bruins fan, but it really, I was sad. You know, I was like, man, what the heck is going on? The Red Sox are a mess. John Henry needs to sell that team. You're, un- you're an unserious owner. You're an unserious baseball owner. You own a storied franchise, and no one wants to um, be your general manager because you are an unserious owner who does not want to spend money. The Red Sox could be more than what they are. The Patriots could be more than what they are. Cut a blank check. Do what the Celtics are doing. Find a core piece. I don't know who that is for New England. I don't know who that is for Patriots. Uh, you know whether they draft a quarterback. Whether I don't know who it is. Find a key piece. Cut a blank check. Do it smart. Don't be like dumb with your spending. Do it smart, but give the green light to spend. Patriots need to get back to being good. Though everything is better when the Patriots are good. I think it's kind of like, you know, I know everyone laughs when like everyone's laughing that the Patriots are bad, and everyone laughs when the Lakers are bad, right? And as a Celtics fan, yeah, it's fun when the Lakers are bad. But from a business point, the league is better when the Lakers are good. If I'm like head of the NFL, if I'm head of the NBA, you want the Lakers to be good. If Roger Goodell hates New England, and Kansas City has kind of filled that role of like people are starting to hate them. No one hates Kansas City the way they hate New England. People hate the Patriots. It is very different. People hate Tom Brady. Because yeah, Patrick Mahomes kind of can tear you apart. And so but the Patriots did, the Patriots eviscerated people for 20 years. The Patriot, the people hate New England much more, because people also hate Bill Belichick. People don't hate Andy Reid. I don't. I've never met someone who's like, man, I hate that Andy Reid. That does that even exist? I don't think that exists. People hate Bill Belichick. They can't stand him. And yes, the league is probably is having its fun, you know, with Patriots being bad and the fans are having such a good time, and Buffalo Bills fans love it, you know. Everyone loves it. The Jets love it. Everybody loves it. 
but the Patriots need to be good. It's more fun. Everything's more fun. And I, I love the fact the Patriots play that villain role, but they need to be good. So go out and get your core piece. Celtics got their core piece. Celtics got multiple core pieces. And they wrote a blank check, and they said, go out and spend and get our guys. We're going to go all in. And the owners are on record saying, we're going all in the next couple of years. They got Porzingis. They signed him to an extension. He's here for another... He's here for... He signed a three-year extension. Two or three-year. You can manage your books and do it smart, but you have to get pieces. I think we're learning a lot about a lot about team... I love team building. I think it's very exciting. Um, but I think we're learning a lot about team building. And we've seen two ways to, to do it. One way to do it and one way to not do it. We've seen the Celtics do it, and we're seeing the Patriots not being able to do it. And there's no reason the New England Patriots should not team build, should not do it properly. Trade deadline's coming up, sell your assets. You might as well tank, get some draft picks out of it, see what you can do in April. You're not putting out any product that's worth watching. It's not. The, the Celtics... You know, they sold when they had to. They were hard decisions, but guess what? They got draft picks out of it. Marcus Smart was two first-round picks. That stunk. I hated it. But now you have two first-round picks. You always have to think ahead. This is a chess match. This is a chess match. This is how being a general manager works. Being president of basketball operations. You need to be thinking ahead all the time. It's not... You know, oh, you did this thing for 20 years. What have you done for me lately? And it sucks. But that's how sports is, especially in America. Sports in America is very, very, very much like you need to win. The NFL, you need to win. You have 17 games. What, are you going to win the two against the Jets? Are they, are you even capable of beating the Jets right now? I don't, I just, I don't know. This sidetracked from the Celtics, but um, not much to say about the Celtics. Just very excited. Very excited. I think I think that, you know, if they stay healthy, we're in for a very fun year. But, you know, that's my half hour. Thank you for listening. Um, we'll see what happens with these two teams. One is on the downslide and one is on the up. So go, go Celtics, go Pats, um, and go Bees. Bruins, Bruins have started, and it's very exciting. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Talks with Talat.